Moments in the Word. I'm Rick Garland, your host. Glad you could join me today. I appreciate you tuning in. I hope it's an encouragement and a blessing to you. I'm in 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. And uh, I'm, I'm going to kind of read and comment as I go through, because it's, it's verses, I think, 7 through 11. And uh, so rather than reading the whole thing and then going back through, let's kind of go through it and comment as we go through. Beloved, John says, Beloved, let us love one another. Let us love one another. We are to love each other. Christians are to be marked by love. Our lives are to be marked by love. Love for the lost, love for our fellow Christians, our brothers and sisters, love, uh, love for our enemies, love for our friends. We're to be a people of love. Let us love one another. Why? Say, why do we have to love one another? Uh, maybe we don't get along with everybody. Maybe we're different than other people. Uh, I, I've been in churches where there's so much strife and contention and just, you know, we, we don't think the same way on politics or we don't have the same interests. And, and so they, they either pair off these little cliques where they all share the same interests, but then you have this kind of cross section where they don't get along because we don't like them. I don't like their personality. I don't like... But that doesn't matter, right? Let us love one another. It, it doesn't say if you have the same view on politics. It doesn't say let us love one another if we have the same interests and the same hobbies. That's not what it says. It just says let us love one another. We're to love each other always. And, and I've covered this in, in sermons before. I'll say it on here as well. Um, you cannot love by omission, okay? So we get this idea in our minds that, uh, well, I, I don't like them very much, and they rub me the wrong way, but I have to love them. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to avoid them. I'm going to go to another church and leave them behind, or I'm going to stay in my church, but I'm not going to talk to that person I don't like anymore. And, and that way I'll show them love, because if I talk to them, I just can't love them. And so therefore, uh, no, see, love is not omission, right? Love is something that we do. It's, it's an action, and we're going to see that here a little bit later in the passage it's something that you do. So you don't love by omission. So if you're ignoring somebody because you don't get along, right? If you leave your church because you have a disagreement with the pastor and you're mad at the pastor, you're, you're not loving. You're not loving that pastor. You're not loving uh, that person in the church that you're ignoring. You're not showing them love. You're, you're, you're doing the opposite of that. Okay? We don't love by omission. We live today in the church in a day of great uh, racial strife going on right now, like it was back in the 1960s and such. And, and everyone's divided in these camps. And it's like, we, we're not to be divided that way. We're, we're to love one another. We're to love each other. Brothers and sisters in Christ, regardless of our cultural background, the color of our skin, we are to love one another. We are commanded. The early church was Gentiles and Jews, natural enemies who were coming together, uniting in the church. People who, who couldn't be around each other. People who couldn't, the Jews couldn't go in the Gentiles' homes. They, they, they considered them dogs. They considered them lower life. And yet now they're one in Christ and they're being commanded to love each other in the same way in this day and age, right? 2021, as racial strife is tearing communities apart, we should be marked by love. The, the message to the church is not you know, what side are we on? We're so locked into this us versus them, right? Republicans versus Democrat, liberal versus conservative, right? No, 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 no. Let us love one another. But what if they're a Democrat and I'm a Republican? Love one another. What if they're, what if they're you know, on this side of the racial divide? I'm on this side of the Let us love one another. 
We don't choose sides. We have one side. That's Christ's side. We have one loyalty. That's to Christ. We're not loyal to a culture. We're not loyal to a political party. We're not loyal to a color. We're loyal to a king, and the king is Christ. And he commands us through this passage, beloved, let us love one another. There is no reason for strife in the church. Strife in the church is, is there because people are sinning. They're not loving each other. I'm not saying not, it's just one or the other. It's usually both. We all demand to have our own way rather than doing what the Bible says and laying down our lives for one another. Excuse me. Laying down our lives for one another. Laying down our preferences for, for one another. Laying aside our interests for the interests of another. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Right? If we're doing that, then we're loving one another. And there's not going to be strife. If everyone in the church laid down their life for somebody else, there'd be no division. If everyone in the church looked to somebody else's good and not their own good, there'd be no division in the church. There'd be unity in the church. Beloved, let us love one another. Why? Why do we, why is this so important that we love one another? For love is of God. Love is of God. It comes from God. If we are God's children, then we're to love like God loves. If we have God's nature, the nature of God is love. And I'll say that also later on in the passage. How do you share God's nature but, but not be a loving person? You can't be. God's no respecter of persons. How can we be God's offspring and be respecters of person? We can't be. That's why it's so important that we love one another because love is from God. And if we receive from God his, his nature, his spiritual birth, then we are to be a loving people. That's just part, of, part and parcel of, of the Christian life. It's just a natural response to being a Christian is to love because it's just like right when we're unsaved, does it take a lot of effort for you to sin? No, right? It didn't, it didn't take a lot of effort for you to sin. You did it naturally without even thinking about it, right? Because it was in your nature. When we have the new nature, the new birth, we're a new creature in Christ, right? Everything's old has become new, right? Where if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. If we're that new creature, we're the offspring of God, and we have his righteous nature, his loving nature, then to love should be automatic. It should be without thought. It should be without having to, to, to even, even work at it. It should be a natural thing for us to love. It should naturally flow from us like sin flowed from us before. Love should flow from us as well. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. Those who are truly loving. He's talking to a, a very divided church, right? And those who are divided, and those who are causing division, they're not born of God because they don't love one another. And then we have that today. People just dividing it by racial lines and, and ethnic lines and, and cultural lines and denominational lines. Won't even love across. They just condemn. If you're a different denomination, you're a heretic. You're not going to heaven. You're not a Christian unless you're exactly like us, right? That, that problem with that is you're not, you're not born of God because you don't love other believers. You condemn other believers. You cast other believers away from you. And by that, while you're accusing them of not being born of God, 
you're demonstrating that you yourself are not born of God. If you don't love, you're not, you don't know God. Verse 8, he that loveth not knoweth not God. Why? For God is love. God is love. If you don't love, if you're a militant person, if your nature is a militant nature, you just want to fight, you just want to bicker, you just want to complain, you don't know God because God is love. If you have no unity with other Christians, if you look at other people in other denominations and say, well, you don't believe just like me. You don't dress just like me. You don't call yourself by the name I call myself. Therefore, you're not my brother. You're not born of God. God is love. You're one of the ones that, like with Jesus, they said, should we call down fire and brimstone on them? He says, those who aren't against me are for me, Right? You're like the Jew that still wants to condemn the Gentile dog, not realizing that Christ died for Jew and Gentile alike, and all are under sin. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for or because God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us. And this was manifested, the love of God toward us. The love of God was manifested toward us. It was demonstrated toward us. Like I said earlier, love cannot be by omission. When you say, oh, I, I want to love my brother, but I, I just, they get on my nerves. So I'm just going to avoid them. And by that, I'm loving them. That's not loving them. Okay, you can't love by omission. You're making yourself more comfortable. You're serving yourself, not serving your brother or sister. Love is demonstrated. Love is manifested. In this was manifested. So God is love. In this, in God being love, is manifested the love of God toward us. So how was it manifested? How was it demonstrated to us? Because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Whenever we see the love of God in the Bible, especially in the New Testament, it's almost always seen through the light of of the offering of Jesus Christ, right? John three sixteen. for God so loved the world, right? He loved the world in this way that he gave his only begotten son. Romans 5, 8, but God commended his love toward us. That means demonstrated his love toward us. In that, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, the offering of Jesus, right? Here in this passage, the manifested love of God toward us is that God sent his only begotten son into the world. We might live through him. God manifested his love. God demonstrated his love. God proved his love through action. It's not by omission. It is by action that we love one another. By serving one another. By laying down our lives. By putting others ahead of ourselves. By putting their good ahead of our own. See, I don't like them very much. Great. Put their good ahead of your own. Put their happiness ahead of your own. Put their joy ahead of your own. How can you bless them? How can you encourage them? How can you lift them up? That's how you love them. You don't love them by ignoring them. 
There's reasons to leave a church, but I'm getting tired of people getting mad at somebody in the church or getting mad at the pastor, and they just go join a different church. That's not the love of God. You're not loving one another. You're loving yourself. You're making yourself more comfortable. You're serving your own interests. You want to love them? Work out your problems. Even if that means laying down your own preferences. Oh, they hurt my feelings. Good. Lay that down and stick with them. They offended me. Great. Lay that down and stick with them. Love them. Bless them. Encourage them. Lift them up. You're not loving them by going to a different church. You're loving yourself by doing that. That's not the love of God. Because the love of God is action. It's doing. Christ laid down the prerogatives of his deity to love us. He considered equality with God not something to be grasped or held on to because he loved us. The love of God is demonstrated. So when he says love one another, he's not saying love one another the way the world loves. He's saying love the way God loves, and God loves by action. Verse 10, here in his love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. There's the love of God again in light of the giving of Jesus. And by the way, here in his love, what is love? He's going to define the love of God now. When he says love one another, back in verse 7, he is now going to define what that means. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us. The love of God does not depend on them loving you first or even loving you back. God loved me when I didn't love him back. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You say, well, they don't deserve my love or they don't love me. I try to show them kindness and they're mean to me. Keep loving them. Right? Not that, they, not that we loved God, but that he loved us. That's the love of God. We didn't return his love, but he still laid down his life for us. We didn't, we didn't return, we didn't love him first, yet he still gave himself for us. So if they don't love you first, lay down your life for them. If they don't return your love, keep loving them anyways. Verse 11, beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Two important points of this verse. If God so loved us, that means if God loved us in this way, right, by action, by laying down his life, by putting himself down to lift us up, then that's how we're to love one another. In the same way that God loved us, we're to love other people. And it says, we ought also to love one another. That word ought really means, it means duty bound, right? It's not an option. Like we use that today in English, like, well, you ought to do that, but eh, if you don't do it, it's fine. No, it's like the Bible says men ought to love their wives as their own selves. That's not an option, right? And this is not an option either. If God so, if he loved us in that way, by action, by demonstration, by laying down himself to lift us up, we are duty bound to love one another in the exact same way.
Christian, we are the offspring of God and we are to exhibit the love of God. There will be unity in the church if we do that. There'll be less people jumping from church to church if we do that. Oh, beloved, let us love one another. Let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Oh, beloved, let us love one another.